Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, movie fans. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. But before starting our show, I want to express my sadness over the horrific mass shootings in Orlando, Florida. My thoughts and prayers are with the victims, their families, and friends. You know, folks, when something this terrible happens, it's hard to think about anything else. And that's why I'm so glad that one of our all-time favorite guests, is with us today. It's friend of the show, Joan Benedict Steiger, who is has agreed to talk about her showbiz memoir. And believe me, I am so excited about this memoir and the fact that Joan could be here. I can hardly contain myself. Listen to the title, folks. Brooklyn Baby, a Hollywood star's amazing journey through love, loss, and laughter. I just love the way Joan proves there's no business like show business in her candid and entertaining book. She pulls no punches writing about the three loves of her life, her own remarkable acting career, and her close encounters with many, many, many legendary Hollywood stars. And despite the tragedies in her life, She maintains a positive outlook and takes on new acting roles with great enthusiasm. Now, if you're a regular listener, you know that Joan has been a frequent guest. I think this is her fifth appearance with us, and uh, I'm so happy that she is here to join us again today. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Joan. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, I hope uh, people aren't tired of me by now. No, never. <laughs> oh, you're no, always but... you're always so so interesting. I remember uh-huh. that when we did our tribute to Elizabeth Taylor, you were on yes. that show when we uh-huh. were interviewing Tyrone Power Jr. Uh-huh. You you called in, and we uh-huh. we called you in to to. Uh, be our, a special guest when we did a, a show about tap dancing. And right. Then I think <laughs> I think we we had a special tribute uh, for you, and <laughs> so we're never oh, tired gosh. of you. <laughs> so I, and it's always a pleasure to have you on our show. I want to congratulate you on Brooklyn Baby. It's it's really terrific. I I loved reading it and looking at all Thank those you. wonderful photos <laughs> that that you included. Uh-huh. Now, you were thinking about doing a memoir the last time you were on our show, and I'm yes. sure glad you you did it and, and finished it, but what motivated you? I know you've had a, a fascinating life, but what, what got you going to actually well, put everything is, on the page? Uh, because I've been telling my stories 
for so long to my friends, and they said, if you don't write a you've got to write a book. Everybody has to hear these wonderful stories. So I had been interviewing uh, co-writers uh, for a while, um, both male and female, and I never quite had the uh, rapport until um, a friend of mine in my dance class had read a book about um, one of our billionaires here in in Malibu, and she said, uh, I read a book recently that um, the the style of it reminded me uh, so much of the way you were you tell the stories. Anyway, she said, you've got to get together with that uh, writer. Uh, he might be the one to uh, write with you. So anyway, uh, he was, and he's, he is my great friend. And over a period of two years, uh, mm. we got the book going and um, uh, published and everything. And um, you can order it. And that was launched uh, last week, and you can order it on Amazon. And I'm so excited. I've been uh, doing several uh, launches around town and um, uh, out of uh, the city. And it's been very exciting. Well, you should have, uh, you should be receiving lots of accolades for the book because truly it is uh, both candid and uh, and entertaining. And it's uh, uh-huh. also. Uh, ins- inspirational and um, thank you. The, who was it? Now your co-writer was uh, is yes, David Manassian, and uh, he's a he's a uh, he's one of those Renaissance uh, men. He's a genius composer, and cool. um, he uh, happens at the moment to, uh, also to be uh, producing a film which I have a lovely part in, and uh, Ooh, he wrote good. the he. He wrote the title song, Wind of Heaven, and that's the name of the film. And he, um, the uh, song he, that he wrote uh, was performed by, uh, I don't know whether you know, the Moody Blues, um, Justin Hayward. Yes, well, he and, and Justin uh, wrote and put this song together for the title of Wind of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Wind of Heaven. What a great yes. title. Do, do oh, you have any oh, idea when that when that film yes, will be? I know at, it takes at, a while. At the at the well, oh no, it's all written there, casting and everything. So, um, well, early spring at the latest, possibly in uh, around October, November. Uh, Wind of Heaven. Uh, it's a beautiful story, and it's about uh, these wild horses. And wind of heaven means it's it's the uh, wind that goes through the um, their the horse's ears. <laughs> that's oh my the, gosh! Um, yeah, that's very exciting. <laughs> well, that's the cinematography will be important in yes, that yes. movie. Yeah. I, I would think. What uh-huh. what is the part it, that it, you're playing? It, well, it's a comedy role, so well, I don't want to tell you until you see it. Yeah, it's a wonderful comedy piece, yeah. <laughs> well, thank Every time you come on, you have a little scoop for us. And I remember <laughs> that you told, when you came on, uh, when we were doing the show about Elizabeth Taylor, uh-huh. you, you, you told us something that you hadn't told any anyone else, uh, mm-hmm. you know, publicly. And uh, mm-hmm. we and that was that story was about uh, 
the uh, how how Elizabeth Taylor was upset um, uh-huh. when when she found out that you you and Rod Steiger were married. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was in all the uh, you know the the trash papers and everything that went back and forth constantly. And I think I had told you finally about the story uh, when Rod and I were, I think we were on our way to Barcelona or something. So we said, go pick up the uh, the papers. And so I was sitting down next to him on the plane and uh, there in big headlines, Elizabeth Taylor to marry Rod Steiger. So, I yeah. showed it to him. I looked at Rod and he said, "Joan, I'm sitting right here next to you." <laughs> <laughs> what proof do you need? <laughs> yeah, so so that much for a lot of the stories. <laughs> it's true. Well, that was. Uh, I'm glad that you included that in uh, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. baby. And well, I uh-huh. you know I've written a couple of memoirs myself, and I know that they're not easy to write, even if you have yeah. a uh, co-writer. What uh-huh. what were the what were the biggest challenges that you that well, you had while well, you were writing? Well, well, actually, uh, how we did it, we spent three or four days a week over a period of a couple of years, and mm. um, as you know, it's easy for me to to talk, and I talk all day telling different stories. So um, we sat down, and um, he um, put on his. Um, recorder and i i talked for hours and hours every day sometimes six hours a, a day non-stop and uh, he recorded it all now at the end of the couple of years he had to <laughs> try and get all of that put together <laughs> in some sort of a way and that was uh, basically uh, and then of course he added his uh his other knowledge and expertise to the film to the uh book well it was very well put together and um mm-hmm. i like the way uh, this must have been something that david did because it, where where one chapter led to the next you know you got you i became yeah. curious because of the uh-huh. last paragraph you know then then I, yeah. I wanted to just go to the next one although uh-huh. i do uh, but it jumped hope around this is I, I do hope this is this is okay if I say this. I, yeah. I think, although that's that's the way most people will will read it, but yeah. some people like to just go in and you know start right. kind of start any. And you can do that with with Brooklyn Baby too. I mean, that's, you can read well, it from. Well, what everybody says, yeah, you can put it down and just go pick it up, and you don't miss anything. <laughs> right, right. It's really uh, very well <laughs> put together. Together, and I, I wanted to be sure to mention uh, to our listeners, uh, the, the, you can't do, you can't do uh, bragging of yourself, but I, but I can brag about you and gush <laughs> all I want. <laughs> but I am so impressed. With with your credits on TV oh. and movies, live theater, and I want to tell listeners, listen to this, folks. Jones TV work <laughs> includes Candid Camera, The Steve Allen Show, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, and Dollhouse. Her stage productions, she's done classic plays, modern comedies, and her acclaimed solo shows, which I wish I could have seen these. Leona about Leona Hemsley. And uh-huh. then this one, especially your 
autobiographical, The Loves of My Life, about yes. your two your two husbands yes. and uh, yeah, and Jeremy yeah. Slade. Who and I Jeremy lived Slade with for eight eight years. Mm-hmm. Before he and all three of them passed away, but with some for uh, some type of cancer. Yes. And her films, your films, range from comedies like The Prize Fighter and Private right. Eyes to serious movies like Dead Border and The Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. And you have these upcoming roles. Now, Wind of Heaven, we better add that. Yeah. Oh, Wind of Heaven, it's a beautiful script. It's about the uh, wild horses that the uh, the government uh, periodically gathers up, you know, to take away. Oh yes, shall we say? Yeah, and um takes place in a town where uh people of course are uh, uh animal and uh horse aficionados and so forth and uh, it's really a lovely script. Well, so I can I'm hardly very, wait to see that. Yes. Yes, it's beautiful and the uh, title song that uh, David wrote is uh, lovely. So, well, I imagine that maybe that title, there will be then um, a CD or something with with the background music and that and that oh, Wind yes, of Heaven sure. song. So yeah, we'll yeah. we'll look we'll look forward to to that. Yes, now, and as I when said, did you? Mm-hmm. I I was I was curious. I might have asked you this this before, but it's been a while since we since we talked and. Uh, you yes. did go over this, I think, in in your memoir. But when did you get your first big break in showbiz? Uh, well, I would say the Steve Allen show. Uh, yeah. I was uh, I was really uh, well about eighteen. I mean, I was still studying and everything. And um, actually, uh, at the time, well, I don't know whether you know. I think it's it's in the book about that terrible tragedy about. Every piece of film that was uh, accidentally thrown away <laughs> of the Steve Allen show. Oh, uh, that is so. That's tragic. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a horrible thing. I, I have hard. I, well, I have just that one picture I have from the show. And the thing is, I um, um, I think you just asked me about how did I get started. I um, had an audition for. Uh, the uh, the sponsor of uh, at the time it was a Sunday night television show and um, it was uh, like the big show at the time and uh, I was uh, to audition for the uh, sponsor was uh, a cosmetic company which at the time was large like uh, Revlon this was Hazel Bishop Cosmetics and uh, yes. during that during that time, of course, uh, everything was live. So this was a um, for a spokeswoman live for the Hazel Bishop on Steve Allen show. And I remember, I um, this this will be a good story for uh, actors <laughs> thinking, oh, you know, <laughs> there are going to be a million people or something. I'll never get it. Anyway, I was with my mother. We were going to Florida, and I said, well, I've got this audition, but oh, my gosh, there will be a million gorgeous girls there and everything, but, well, let's just go. I went, and it was I was just barely through the door, and I was exactly what they wanted. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Um, 
I became the spokeswoman for Hazel Bishop on Steve Allen's show. I was on for uh, almost two years. And then I transferred to doing um, comedy skits and everything. So it was a fabulous, fabulous thing. But as I well, tell, you know, other actors, you uh, it, so that was the luck part of it. But the thing is, you can't have the luck if you if you haven't been prepared. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well said. So, well said. Where does this uh, feather hat bit fit well, in? Well, I love that picture in your book. Well, the that was David. <laughs> that was supposedly at the time the classic uh, one uh, ever done on candid camera. I had this uh, hat, this uh, with the huge feather that curled in every direction and, and extra long, and I was supposed to engage uh, somebody in conversation. I was supposed to be uh, lost and trying to uh, get some directions, and I was in... Um, uh, station, uh, railroad station, and um, so this man came along and I, he sat down next to me and and I um, I managed to get close to him because my direction was to get that feather every place while I'm talking with him, get the feather in his ear, his his <laughs> eyes, just all over. This man, the whole time, I I felt so guilty during the whole time. He was so nice. He acted like nothing was happening. He just kept he just kept talking to me, and I kept asking for the directions and everything. And it, all during that time, I had that feather in his ears, his eye. He never commented. <laughs> it was I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> and at the time, Arthur Godfrey was the host uh, on the show when they showed showed them uh, the episodes that were done for the week. Um, for the audiences, uh, Arthur Godfrey was the host, and he said at the time I should have won an Academy Award. <laughs> so uh, I did like a half, a, a half a dozen of those candid cameras, and then uh, they wanted to sign me for a full-time contract. And at the time, I was I was going to leave with John because uh, he was going to be starring in The Sound of Music, and I I said so the, when the producer called me and he said you know we want to sign you to a, a long time contract I said oh I said oh no I can't because I'm leaving with John Myers and they said Joe what are you saying what are you <laughs> saying I said well no that's it because I'm going to be marrying him so I'm I'm leaving that's my <laughs> <laughs> well well you you made a good you made a good decision I made on the that right cho- I made yes, the right choice did. and then when when we were in Chicago um uh I flew back and forth to do several other uh, several other um episodes so well you must that have was... had a good time with uh with Steve oh. Allen and with the candid oh. camera and well, with the, he uh, Steve was Allen show. so he was so wonderful and so brilliant. You know, he wrote several hundred songs, and he he never had a lesson or anything. He was terrific. I had the good fortune of meeting Steve Allen and uh, uh-huh. Jane yeah Jane Meadows when they yeah. uh, came to Mesa Mesa College. I was their uh-huh. host. We we awarded the, oh. them the uh, Humanities Appreciation Award uh-huh. for their meeting yeah. meeting of the minds. 
Yes, and um, the, gr- the, the orchestra, the orchestra. When we we walked down the the aisle to get up on stage, they were uh-huh. playing. This could be the start of something big because that was one of yeah. Steve Allen's. And I know I was, sang it. I sang it when I did my show, uh, uh, "Loves in My Life." <laughs> Oh, I, and then he's he uh, he and jo, uh, he and Jane they had the the, the most interesting patter, and it was yes. so clear how how he was he loved her so much and she oh, could yes. really tease him, but then when yes. he got up to accept his award, he said yes. uh, he looked out and he said I haven't seen lights like these since the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> oh, he, he we knew was that he was, so he was wonderful. Kidding. He was a lovely person. Yeah. And then he wouldn't take, they, neither one of them would take an honorarium. And uh, uh-huh. he just said, put that in the scholarship exchequer. Oh, so yes. They yeah. just did this. They came, you know, down and yes. were so well received. So yes, I know that he I'm must sure. have been great, great to work oh. work with. Oh, yes. Well, how did, you, how did you first meet your first husband? John, well, I met I met all my guys. I met acting with them, so I met oh, uh, I met John, and um, I think it's uh, in the book on that Italian quiz show. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in the book. Uh, well, let's see. Everything becomes a long story with me. John had spent uh, eleven years in Italy. Uh, and he, um, after he got out of the army, he attended the uh, academy, uh, the American Academy. He graduated from and uh, the cinema school in Cinecittà, and did a lot of Italian movies and spoke fluent Italian. He was uh, unbelievably uh, talented, and he had his own nightclub in Rome where he did all of his comedy and and singing. And anyway, he, when he came back to America. And then, um, after starring in two or three Broadway shows, uh, in between he used to um, appear in the Jack Parr show. And um, he uh, was called in. Richard Rogers uh, had been watching the show, and um, anyway, called him in to uh, to the Lunt Fontaine Theater. I know you just asked, how did I meet him? You see, I got off on on this. That's okay. Uh, and, and um, so he wanted me to go with him to the theater. So it was a really exciting uh, experience because um, I was just starting out my acting career. And so anyway, I was standing in the back of the Lundfontein Theater. There was nobody there except in the front rows were Mary Martin, Richard Rogers, oh. Leland Hayward, Vincent Donahue, the director, all the big, big wigs of Broadway, and John walked around stage with Florence Henderson. And as he walked around stage, all of a sudden, <clears throat> there was a, somebody called out and said, "Oh no!" And I thought, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" He said, "Well, the voice said, no, he's not Max. That's the comedy role. He's Captain Von Tropp." So Richard Rogers said, uh, "John, you're Captain Von Trapp. Now you got to find us a Max." So in a second, he was um, the, the star of the uh, first national company of sound and music, and signed a three-year contract to tour all the major cities for like, well, we're in Chicago, oh. and that's where we were married, uh, and uh, he was there for, um, whoa, 
uh, at the Schubert Theater sold out for a year, and we had a fabulous uh, wedding in Chicago, very, very exciting. And um, anyway, so how did I meet him? Um, before we left New York, I um, I had an audition for a TV show. It was in New Jersey, and it was an Italian version of the $64,000 question. Yeah. Now, the funny part of it was I was working part-time with the producer of the $64,000 question, Joe Cates, mm-hmm. and and Joe used to say, Joan, you're driving me crazy. I know that you, you know you're you're studying to be an actor, and I know you want to be an actress. He said, "I've been watching this version of our show. It comes from it's on Sunday, uh, Sunday nights, and but it, it's in Italian." And he said, "I know you speak Italian because I studied in Rome." So mm-hmm. anyway, I went and I got this. I got the job, and who? was the host, but John Myers. He had just come back from Italy, even though he was born in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. (laughs) And the rest rest is is, is a love story. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway. You were lucky with it. Yeah, when I was dating in New York, then I I had met Rod because I had acted with Rod on the masquerade party and so forth. And... um, so uh, I was dating both of them, and then also uh, at the same time uh, met uh, Jeremy. So uh, all those are more different stories. Yes, and you uh, cover them so beautifully in the in the book. <laughs> and and you were married to John for how many years? Thirty years. Thirty yeah. years, and okay. you and your marriage to Rod Steiger. That yes, was how well, many? Rod, well. well we met and went together for uh, almost two years, and then out here two years, and then uh, travel a year. So about five years. Mm-hmm. But we were with all these men. But I was with them every single day. So they're all yes. lifetimes. Right. Well, it's it's you just had so so much interaction with so many, so yes. many many stars and all of the things yes. that you've been involved in. It's just so Im- impressive and so interesting the way you tell it in in Brooklyn, baby. I, uh, how did you happen to um, become a stand-in for Elizabeth Taylor? Okay. Now this is a, it's another unique story because there's not another one like it. Um, uh, usually uh, being a stand-in is just going and just standing in for an actor and you know that's it and sometimes you never even meet the the star I had been um, uh, started to get some uh, great acting jobs drama and everything and I got a call one day from the casting director of uh, MGM in New York and he said Joan he said, uh, something's come up that's very unique, and I think uh, you'd be perfect for this, and it would be a, a terrific experience. He said, um, Danny Mann, Daniel Mann, who is a wonderful director, and is uh, in town. He's going to direct Butterfield 8. Now, Elizabeth Taylor will be starring, and uh, Danny wants to rehearse for a couple of months and so forth, and Elizabeth said she will not come into New York and rehearse. Uh, 
<laughs> and <clears throat> so they're looking for somebody, and at the time, with my dark hair and stuff, I, there was a resemblance to Elizabeth, but also at the yeah. time they said I look more like Gina Lola Brigida, who, who in later times I did double Gina Lola Brigida. Double for Gina an, Lola Brigida. Yeah, but that's another story. So um, he said, but he wants an actor and uh, someone to uh, look like her and so forth. So I auditioned for uh, Danny and I got the job uh, and I had to read for the part. And um, that job, uh, it was just fabulous. So um, we rehearsed for several months, and then um, uh, Elizabeth came in and watched everything. And um, then uh, we started shooting the movie and uh, upstate New York and in New York City. The whole thing uh, ran over a period of a year because in the middle of shooting, there was a big Screen Actors Guild strike uh, Oh, yeah. So everybody had to go back to California, but I I was living in New York, so um, I continued doing my other job. Soon then they came back, and we continued, and uh, it was a great experience. Now just uh, flashing forward, uh, when all of this came about, I was always in some way. Uh, people said I'm supposed to meet Elizabeth Taylor or you'll be with Elizabeth Taylor. So mm-hmm. she was always sort of in my life. And then finally these um, things with uh, Rod and so forth. But uh, before Elizabeth passed away, uh, you see, she never she never connected that I was her stand-in, even when I was oh. uh, with, with uh, Rod. I've mm-hmm. spoken to her on the phone, and I never, so I never mentioned it. And before, just before she died, I thought, "Gee, I have to, I have to tell her." <laughs> well, of course, who, who I am. But you know what? I decided mm-hmm. against it because then, at that time, it seems it would seem like a silly letter, like, "Well, I got Rod, and you didn't." Yeah, oh, kind of a thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, but- and it it was not appropriate. So anyway. She never, she never knew that I. <laughs> well, good for you, good for you. I'm, I'm glad you made yeah. that decision. You, yeah, you've worked with so many interesting mm-hmm. Hollywood stars, and I, <laughs> I just have to ask you, uh, maybe this is putting you on the spot, but, um, well, who were the most interesting Hollywood stars you met and worked with? I know you had a lot of fun. Tell you tell in the book about working with uh, Don Knotts and uh, is it Tim oh, Conway? Oh, he's so. Oh gosh. Don, well, Don, it was wonderful because I, I did um, a wonderful play, The Mind with the Dirty Man, opposite Ron, uh, Don, uh, and uh, I also toured it down south, and then we did it out here in California, and uh, he was the dearest, dearest person, and so funny, and of course, all of us, uh, you know, became good friends over the years, so we used to see each other all the time. So that was wonderful. He he was just great. Really very well, funny. Well, you must but, have had a lot of fun on working working with him. Uh, you know, I, oh, I yeah. when I read read your memoir, there was one mm-hmm. part that just made me so jealous mm-hmm. that you actually <laughs> met the great Judy Garland. Oh yes, yes, that was so. We, that was an interesting uh, time. We went. To, Rod and I went to Vegas to see. Um, 
her doing her act, and it, it was during a time when she was having a lot of troubles that were in the press and so forth. And so we were sitting in the front row, and so she finished her act, and uh, uh, Rod was kind of uh, gesturing to her, and and so she she stopped everything. She said, "Oh." Hold it, hold it. Rod Steiger has something to say. <laughs> and Rod Rod got and of course Rod was like that. So Rod Rod got up and he talked to the audience. He was so wonderful and started telling saying uh, briefly how now everybody's got to pay strict attention because this is such a star was so talented and uh all these terrible things they're saying in the press. I want you to really you know, give her what's due her because she's a, really a wonderful star. Because at the time she had several broken hips, and I don't know, it was all kinds of problems. Yeah, so he gave that wonderful speech, and then she had a party afterwards, you know, which we went to, and uh, that was great. <laughs> oh, I, I thought she was the greatest. She could do everything, sing yeah. and dance, and yeah, you know, just just the the greatest, really. Mm-hmm. But um. Oh, my goodness, our time is going by so quickly. Let's just take a few minutes break and, and give you a chance to, to breathe. And then okay. when, we, when, we come, when we come back, we'll, uh, we have some more questions for Joan okay. Benedict Steiger. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty. Show me the funny. (laughs) Thanks, Nancy, for that fun (laughs) promo. I hope listeners will check out Nancy's wonderful comedy concept show here on Blog Talk Radio every Monday and Friday at 10.30 Eastern Time. And I, I'd also like to recommend the entertaining Mom and Pop Shop show hosted by George Bettinger every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on DreamStream Radio, as well as all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network broadcast now on Mixler. That's M-I-X-L-R. There's something for everyone in the Wacko Wheelhouse. Well, we're back live now with the charming and talented Joan Benedict Steiger. And Joan, you knew that I would have to ask you about your interest in dance. Uh, and uh-huh. I was so happy that you included that in your in your book. And I know our listeners oh. would be interested if you would tell a little bit about that. Yes. Well, uh, of course, from the time that I was seven, when I had my first uh i had my first tap class and ballet and at that time you you usually uh, would take um tap and ballet and um today all the actors uh the reason they're so fabulous the fabulous dancers took acrobatics which at that time was another uh thing to take and uh, all these the dancers today are very uh, <laughs> <they're> acrobats, <laughs> leaping. They're all Baryshnikovs. But um, yeah. I started when I was seven, and uh, I soon. And then we went to Rome, and I, I uh, was a member of the Royal Opera Ballet School. 
and I just soon uh, really knew that uh, tap dancing was for me, which I have been doing in Malibu here with a wonderful class for the past uh, 15 years. <laughs> so, I, I love the picture. I love the photo in the book from your uh-huh. from your dance from your dancing class. Well, I, yeah. I certainly uh, have the same feeling that you do about uh, about tap yeah. dancing, and I'm glad to see it uh, coming back somewhat. I noticed on yes. So You Think You Can Dance, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of uh, kids that are doing tap now, and yeah. uh, that couldn't make me uh, any happier. I mean, it's just it's just I great know, to it's see wonderful. that art form. Because all the, all the good dance teachers are gone, and that seems to be the problem. Well, I think, so. I think uh, you're our, right. Our dance teacher, of course, was a choreographer in films, you know, so. Oh, you had the best. So, well, what do you, yeah. I, our time is going by, so and it always goes by so fast when you're uh-huh. with us. But what, so let's uh, ask you what your most satisfying acting experience was. Uh, I would say, um one of them was doing Leona, the the uh, one-woman show about Leona Helmsley, which I did in Hollywood. And um, I spent, uh, because I, we did it all in one act without leaving the stage, so I was on stage for an hour and 15 minutes. So I did so much research and then uh, worked really hard on all the lines, Uh for about six months, and I remember opening night, the director was off stage, and he said, "Now, Joan, don't worry about a thing because I'll be off stage cueing you." And I said, "Oh my God, you will not! <laughs> How to get you all off, all out of the mood, out of the play?" Oh so, my gosh, um, I. You would have been. I wish I, there was a video uh, or something on YouTube I that I could watch. I know it's it's terrible. I I don't. I've done you know almost thirty plays, and I have nothing to show of my stage work or anything. And because I've moved around a lot, uh, I, I there's so many shows that I have no no uh, photographs from, and uh, uh, and one of them is like the Steve Allen show. Of course, I wasn't the only one. Poor poor Steve, lo- losing a whole. Years yeah. of, of fantastic shows. Yeah, that so, uh, that makes me sad to hear. Oh, uh, you know, oh. I I want the listeners to know before we close too that you received a very special award. You received the Eternity Award for lifetime yeah. achievements that have been made that have made a lasting contribution uh-huh. to the world of theater by the Los Angeles Women's Theater Festival. And yes, congratulations that for that. That's Thanks. quite a prestigious uh, award. Yes. It, is it there, was is nice, there anything? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say when I got it, I said, oh, this is so wonderful. I hope this doesn't mean it's the casket award. <laughs> I said <laughs> well, the eternity award. <laughs> well, it, it certainly isn't with, with you. I mean, everything that you've got coming up, and I'm sure that uh, that you've got a lot more acting <laughs> that, you're, oh, that you're going I to. Oh, I do, and I really hope that uh, people will order my book. I really would love them to uh, read it, uh, Brooklyn Baby. And uh, look for the movie uh, probably next year, uh, Wind of Heaven. It's going to be a lovely. Well, we will. Film. I'm recommending uh, highly 
Brooklyn Baby. And, oh, um, thank you. You can go over to Amazon.com and order yeah. it. And uh, every movie, every movie fan, especially if you're a movie addict or yes. a showbiz showbiz person, yes. you you'll you'll just love love the book. So. So please, listeners, uh, do check out uh, Brooklyn Baby, and I love the subtitle, even though it's it's long, but it's it's tr- it's true. It's a, a Hollywood star's amazing journey through love, loss, and laughter, and you've had more highs and lows <laughs> than yeah. anyone that I that I know, and you just have such a great uh, such a great uh, attitude. So positive and Thank it's always you. great to have you on our show. I see though that our time <laughs> is up. So thank you, Joan, uh, oh, for being such a terrific you. guest again. Thank <laughs> now, you so much. Don't go away because I have something for you at the end. But okay. um, I do want to thank the people at Blog Talk Radio for their support and uh, to our listeners. And I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I certainly did. Please come back next time for our ninth anniversary show. Yes, time really does fly when you're having mm. fun. And in the meantime, in addition to Brooklyn Baby, if you haven't purchased a copy of my latest book, Cinema Stanzas, Rhyming About Movies, please go over to Kindle on Amazon.com and order a copy for only $3.99. I'm so happy this ebook is receiving rave reviews, and I want to thank everyone who has already ordered a copy and read it. I really appreciate it. Now, folks, because dance means so much to Joan Benedict Steiger, just like it does to me. Here's uh-huh. a song. Here's a, an, uh, an outro song from Kenny Loggins, and we're dedicating this to the fabulous Joan Benedict Steiger. Get ready, everybody. Here comes Footloose. Uh-huh. 